Rumpelstiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description. Hello, and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we will be looking at the 1942 Walt Disney Studios film, Bambi. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of each scene, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and the songs from the film. We will also be giving a score to the film and ranking the songs. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and enjoy this episode. Bambi is a 1942 American animated drama film directed by David Hand, though he was technically a supervising director overseeing a team of sequence directors, including James Alger, Samuel Armstrong, Graham Heed, Bill Roberts, Paul Shattenfield, and Norman Wright. Bambi was, of course, produced by Walt Disney and based on the 1923 book Bambi, A Life in the Woods by Austrian author and hunter Felix Salton. The film was released by RKO Radio Pictures on August 13th, 1942, and is the fifth Disney animated feature film. The main characters are Bambi, a white-tailed deer, his parents, his friends, Thumper, a pink-nosed rabbit, and Flower, a skunk, and his childhood friend and future mate, Feline. In the original book, Bambi was a roe deer, a species native to Europe, but Disney decided to base the character on a mule deer from Arrowhead, California. Illustrator Maurice Jake Day convinced Disney that the mule deer had large mule-like ears and were more common to North America, but that the white-tailed deer was more recognized throughout America. The credited writers are, for story direction, Pierce Pierce, for adaptation, Larry Morey, and for story development, Vernon Stallings, Melvin Shaw, Carl Falberg, Chuck Couch, and Ralph Wright. The music is by Frank Churchill and Edward H. Plum. For the songs, all the lyrics are written by Larry Morney, who's a writer on the film, and all the music was uh, composed by Frank Churchill. There were multiple voice actors for the character of Bambi, Thumper, Flower, and Feline, as the film follows the characters throughout their lives from babies to young adults. There is also some debate over whether certain actors actually did portray the voice for certain characters. The credited voice actors are as follow. Bobby Stewart as Baby Bambi, Donnie Dunnigan as Young Bambi, Hardy Albright as Adolescent Bambi, and John Sutherland as Young Adult Bambi. And this is the debated one. Some sources say that John Sutherland did not provide the voice. Peter Bren as Young Thumper, Tim Davis as Adolescent Thumper, and Sam Edwards as Young Adult Thumper. 
Paula Winslow as Bambi's mother and the pheasant, Stan Alexander as young flower, Tim Davis as adolescent flower, Sterling Holloway as young adult flower, Will Wright as friend owl, Cammy King as young feline, Ann Gillis as young adult feline, Fred Shields as the great prince of the forest, Margaret Lee as Mrs. Rabbit, Mary Langsing as Aunt Edna and Mrs. Possum, Pierce Pierce, a writer on the film whose name we've heard several times throughout the series as Mr. Mole, and finally, Thelma Broadman as Girl Bunny, Quail Mother, and Female Pheasant. The financial budget for the film was $858,000, or $14.4 million today, and the box office earnings were $2.67 million, or $4.5 billion in today's money. That's a and, lot of money. Yeah, oh God. it's a huge turnaround. And uh, in, in my research, I found an interesting note here that due in part to World War II, which caused both Pinocchio and Fantasia to be box office failures, Disney was forced to cut 12 minutes from the film before the final animation could begin to save on production costs. The film received three Academy Award nominations, Best Sound for Sam Slyfield, Best Song for Love is a Song, sung by Donald Novus, and Best Original Musical Score. It didn't win any of them, but it did receive nominations. So diving right into the plot, we have the opening credits with the song, Love is a Song. I wrote that it, they're good lyrics, but sung in the style of a 1940s movies song, and it's not my favorite. I give it a five out of 10, and it's not making my Disney playlist. Yeah, I'd say four out of 10. It's like, it's not bad, but I also have no attachment to this at all. Like, mm. I didn't even register the song at all until it's like, oh, right, that's one of the songs for this movie. Because like my brain just went opening credits, don't care. Like, yeah, I think a, a modern day version sung by, you know, someone who can sing in that sort of style, like, Adina Menzel or uh, Michael Buble or whoever they want, like that can be like a classic singer or even Lady Gaga might do a little bit better. Like it's just too 1940s for me. Uh, Granted, I love music from that era, but not, not this one. However, I do love the camera panning throughout the opening sequence. This was actually a technique developed by Disney himself there would be several panes of animated backgrounds layered on top of one another. And then an actual camera would move uh, in on each layer, giving the illusion of a foreground and a background. It's a really cool technique that if you want to look it up, the behind the scenes on how they do things like this, it's it's really interesting to see in my opinion. Yeah, it's a really nice opening scene. Mm -hmm. And I have here that a doe gives birth to a fawn named Bambi who will one day take over the position of Great Prince of the Forest, a title currently held by Bambi's father, who guards the woodland creatures against the dangers of hunters. The fawn is quickly- I already have things to say. Hold on. Go go right ahead. I'm not letting you go. You missed out on Thumper waking up Friend Owl and waking up everybody being like, yo, we gotta go. Princes, the prince is here. Thumper's rude. He is. Thumper is the rudest character 
yeah. in this movie. It, it's interesting too, because in my memory, I thought Thumper and Bambi were like the same age, but clearly Thumper's like maybe a year older than him or maybe a couple months only, but Thumper's definitely older than Bambi. I thought that they were born at the same time for some reason in my memory, but nope, Thumper's a little bit older. I think because you have the like, they're friends, so they must be the same age. Mm-hmm. The fawn is quickly befriended by an eager, energetic rabbit named Thumper, who helps teach him to walk and speak. Bambi grows up very attached to his mother, with whom he spends most of his time. So I have a couple notes here. My first one says Thumper has brown eyes while all of his siblings have blue eyes. This is an animator's technique to keep track of which rabbit is Thumper. And we'll see this technique used again towards the end of the film. Uh, What's interesting there though, is that sometimes we lose Thumper. Sometimes there is no brown eyed button. He just kind of pops out of existence for a second. Well, Mm -hmm. clearly they didn't do the technique well enough. (laughs) Yeah. I also love the dirty looks that Friend Owl gives the animals who won't leave and let Bambi go back to sleep. He, he might be my favorite character. Well, he's in my top two of favorite characters from this film, but I identify a lot with Friend Owl, especially later on. And I also wrote that I'm not certain what recording techniques were used with this film, but it sounds different from the other Disney films we've heard. The voices definitely have a recorded sound to them. Like there's a scratchiness that the previous films didn't have. And I found that slightly distracting. I didn't notice it, but I'm not a fan of the voice acting for this film. So that might actually contribute to why. Because mm. I find, find a lot of things irritating about some of the voice acting choices. Yeah, I don't know if it was just because they're animals that are speaking. They tried to do it a different way. but all the previous films that had characters speaking, they spoke, like, it, it just paired well. Like, it looked like that character was speaking and everything. I, I just didn't, there was just a slight scratchiness to the sound of them talking, but I was like, this is clearly a recording. It's not that character speaking. Yeah. And I also wrote that everything in these early scenes are cute. Bambi walking, learning to talk, the animals calling him the young prince, etc. So Bambi soon makes other friends, including a young skunk named Flower and a female fawn named Feline. Curious and inquisitive, Bambi frequently asks about the world around him and is cautioned about the dangers of the life as a forest creature by his loving mother. My first note here is that we have the song uh, Little April Shower Plays. I put that it has okay lyrics, but personally, I enjoy the music and animation of the scene more than the lyrics, five out of 10, and it's not going on my Disney playlist. Yeah, four out of 10. You don't really feel like you don't need the song is the Mm. thing. Like you could easily just have some orchestral music behind the animation and it would do the same job of what the song did. Yeah, I did find the uh, lightning sequence to be done particularly well. Like the way that it lights up the forest and the characters yeah. and everything. It, it was just very well done in my opinion. One day out in a meadow, Bambi briefly sees the great prince, but does not realize that he is his father. As the great prince wanders uphill, he discovers the human hunter named Man. This causes the, all the animals to rush from the meadow. Bambi is briefly separated from his mother during that time, but is escorted to her by the great prince as the three of them make it back into the forest just as man fires his gun. 
uh, I have a couple notes here. My first one is that I love how Bambi's mother answers all of his questions. He's just rattling off question after question and she's just answering them all. The music and animation get darker to reflect the darker tone the film will soon be taking on. Bambi and Feline are adorable. The sequence gave me a lot of Lion King vibes, both like them kind of being like Nala and Simba and also the great prince being like Mufasa. And I also wrote down that in this scene, we can see that the great prince is a 10 point buck, meaning he has 10 antler points. Well, they also, they say that like, he has lived longer than any of us have ever lived. Yeah. And he keeps us safe. Like, uh, Bambi's mom really makes him be this like mystical figure. Well, like, I mean, he's a her deer lover. Who is, yeah, true. But uh, I I have some interesting thoughts about the Great Prince that don't really show up until later in the film. Anything else you want to say about those sequences or? No, I just had a realization just now about why I don't like this movie. I'll probably uh, okay. Well, I'll (laughs) I'll probably I'll probably cut this out. But um, I kind of got um. I don't know how to correctly say this, but queer adjacent vibes from Flower. Like, like he was- Personally, I forgot that Flower was supposed to be a male character mm-hmm. until we got his switch to the adolescent oh. voice actor. And it's very jarring Yeah, because he's basically flirting with Bambi early yeah. on. And you can call like me girl. Flower if you want yes, to. Sounds yeah, sounds like yeah. a girl. And then suddenly it's- sounds like a boy like it's very jarring I don't like it when I was saying I don't like the voice acting thing that was my complaint was that I don't know what was going on with flower because flower does not sound like a boy until we get to the adolescence and then suddenly it's like oh flower is in fact a boy character well it's it's quite common even in today's animation to have female voice actors voice uh young male characters I mean, probably it's the not mo- just the voice acting, though. It is the how they chose to animate and what lines they gave Flower in that instance that yeah. made it like. That's the, the, yeah, that was my my point, too, that like I got certain vibes from Flower that I don't think were intentional, but they're there, in my opinion. During Bambi's first winter, he and Thumper play in the snow while Flower hibernates. One day, his mother takes him along to find food when man shows up. As they escape, his mother is shot and killed by the hunter, leaving the little fawn mournful and alone. Taking pity on his abandoned son, the great prince leads Bambi home as he reveals to him that he is his father. My first note is that, is this the most famous Disney death? Maybe Mufasa has it beat, but I I think Bambi's mother has to be the most famous Disney death. Oh, I think Mufasa has his feet, but Bambi's mother probably close second. Okay. We also don't see her death. We just hear the gunshot. Like she's not right. It's not on screen. Like it's not on screen the way Mufasa's death is on screen. So like we see dead Mufasa. There's a difference. <laughs> Very true. I also wrote down that this hunter is a jackass. I know he's the villain of the movie and supposed to be a jackass. And while I personally don't hunt, many members of my family are avid hunters. And they say a good hunter would never shoot a doe, let alone a doe that has a fawn with her. Does aren't the prize kills bucks are. 
perhaps the hunter was starving and needed the the meat, but still not cool. Yeah, agreed. I also wrote down that while this isn't a song, I love the music that plays while Thumper and Bambi are ice skating, for lack of a better term. This could make a Christmas playlist for me. Yeah, it was cute. And then watching Bambi and his mother forage for food made me think of how deers are actually omnivores like humans. While most people think that they are herbivores, that is not true. And I've seen disturbing videos of deer eating dead animals. Don't Google it. Just trust me on this one. More animals are omnivores than you think. Yeah, most I'm animals. Gonna, I'm just going to leave that statement there. Yeah. Don't look well, anything up. Don't think about it. Just, yeah. just uh, no. Very few animals are actually herbivores. Very, very, very few. Most animals are omnivores. Just know that they will eat you if your dead carcass is in the woods. So you need to oh. know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes if your dead carcass is in your home, there are some pets that might eat you too. Um, I but, didn't want to say that. Yeah, well, I did. Um, next year, Bambi has matured into a young stag and his childhood friends have also entered young adulthood. They are warned of becoming Twitter padded which is a real word. I had to look it up. I thought maybe it was just one of those made up Disney words, but it is a real word, meaning infatuated or obsessed by friend Owl and that they will eventually fall in love. Although the trio views the concept of romance with scorn. Of course they do. They're boys. Girls are gross. Exactly. Exactly. The song Let's Sing a Gay Little Spring Song plays. Again, it's fine. The music for me was better than the lyrics. Five out of 10, not making my playlist. Yeah, four out of 10. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all the songs in this are four out of 10 for me. It's, there's nothing special about them. And this is the part that I identified with Owl. Um, I wrote down that I love Owl. They are nocturnal and would be angry about being woken up. Uh, and also the detail about the other birds being afraid of him. That, that's true because owls eat other birds. Everyone is rude to friend Owl over here. Justice for Owl. It's all I'm saying. Fair enough. They wake him up for stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. Despite all this, Thumper and Flower soon encounter their beautiful romantic counterparts and abandon their former thoughts on love. Bambi himself encounters Feline as a beautiful doe. And I actually cracked up uh, when Thumper encountered the girl bunny the look on both of their faces and Thumper's ears, I just lost it. So moving right along, Bambi and Feline's courtship is quickly interrupted and challenged by a belligerent older stag named Rano. And his name actually isn't in the film. It's just filled in details afterwards, who attempts to force Feline away from Bambi. Bambi successfully manages to defeat Rano in battle and earn the rights to the Doe's affection. It's interesting that Bambi's rival is named even in post-production stuff, but his mother still doesn't have a name. Bambi's mom. Yeah, she's identified. Poor, poor lady. She's just, you know, the great prince of the forest, Doe, and just Bambi's mom. Yeah, she's identified by the men around her. Like she, she, her name was probably the great prince's Doe beforehand. And now, oh, she has a son. It's Bambi's mom. Son will uh, be the prince. It doesn't matter what, 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 what her name is. It matters what his name is. Fair enough. I wrote down here, the battling segment kind of reminded me of something from Fantasia, 
they had the black silhouettes of the two yeah. deer and then the colored backgrounds to the music. And I also wrote down the song Looking for Romance and in parentheses, I Bring You a Song. Probably the song I liked most from the film. Best lyrics, in my opinion, and a good musical score. Seven out of 10. And this would probably make my Disney playlist. Five out of 10. It's romantic, but I still don't really like any of the songs in this film. So fair enough. So Bambi is awakened afterward by the smell of smoke. He follows it and discovers it leads to a hunter camp. His father warns Bambi that man has returned with more hunters. And this is the scene that I have thoughts about the great prince because he gave me these vibes of saying like, yo, son, you got to ditch your girl. We got to get out of here right now. Like that's, that's it. We're going. This is why he survived so long because he just takes off at the first sign of warning. Oh, well, yeah. Like I understand that all, all of them respect him, but clearly like he's just very good at getting away because yeah. that's all a deer can do in this situation. And it's interesting too. I didn't know this fact until recently, but male deers, they lose their antlers every year. Like their antlers mm-hmm. fall off and they regrow. So every year, the great prince grows a 10 point uh, antlers. Like he, they, they just, it, it, it is impressive that he survived that long. He would be a very prized, you know, head for hunters to get. You know, I think we will see how much we like the great prince when we watch Bambi 2, because Bambi 2 does exist. Okay. It actually fills in the gap that we have in this movie where. Before adolescence, yeah, before adolescence and when he grabs him after Bambi's mom dies. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen Bambi 2. I'm aware of its existence. I might even own it because it was during a time period when Disney was doing the, oh, get this before it goes back in the vault. And, uh, but I've I've never never seen it either, but I am aware of the time period of the movie, what it covers. It covers that chunk of time. Okay. So although Bambi is separated from Feline, in the turmoil and searches for her along the way, the two flee to safety. He soon finds her cornered by man's vicious hunting dogs, which he manages to ward off. And I wrote down here, Bambi doesn't directly kill the dogs, the falling rocks do. And here we see that animation technique again. The rocks that are supposed to fall are slightly colored uh, differently from the rocks that stay in place. Like this, how I mentioned before, Thumper has brown eyes so the animators can figure out which one he mm-hmm. is. That That's another technique. Like you, if you watch a cartoon, even to modern day cartoons, you might notice, like, let's say people are in a room of doors well, and they're all the same color. The door that is slightly colored differently is the door that they're going to open. You'll see that a lot on Scooby-Doo or other things, yeah. but yeah, it's just this animation technique that's like, oh, here's the one that's got to move color it slightly differently interesting Mm -hmm. bambi escapes them and is shot by man but survives meanwhile at the man's camp the campfire suddenly spreads into the forest resulting in a wildfire from which the forest residents flee in fear and i have here the great prince's line of him saying get up bambi like he's kind of like bambi's uh if Bambi was Rocky, the great prince is his Mickey. Like he's, you know, you gotta get up. Come on, let's go. And I also, yeah, I also wrote that obviously the fire would put an end to the hunter's hunt. But I also thought that Bambi and his father running through the river was clever because it would throw off their scent to any surviving dogs that might follow them. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it's just like a little background detail. I know they're most likely fleeing through the river because everything's on fire, but still, I was like, I wonder if that's in there because of that. So Bambi, his father, Feline, and the other forest animals managed to reach shelter on a riverbank. The following spring, Feline gives birth to twins under Bambi's watchful eye as the new great prince of the forest. My first note here is that I love Flower named his son Bambi. I had forgotten that and I found it adorable. Well, they're best friends. You name your children after your best friends, right? Obviously. Or you name them, you know, Albus Severus Potter, um, the two greatest headmasters <laughs> in Hogwarts history. <laughs> Choices were made. Yeah. And I also have written here that the shot of Bambi and his father standing on the overlook and his father walking away as Bambi takes his place as the leader of the forest, that I, that's just iconic in my mind. Uh, I have some notes about some deleted scenes. I've been watching the deleted scenes. So yeah, go right ahead. They are available on Disney Plus in case anybody's, if you look at the extras tab mm-hmm. on the film tab, they're in the, there's usually some, if they're deleted scenes for the film, they will be there. So there's a couple, a lot of it's just weird extended things that I didn't write down, but uh, at one point there were supposed to be like grasshopper and ants that could talk in the film Hmm. and like that were going to be involved. And then the more fascinating one is like before winter started, there was supposed to be like two leaves on a tree hanging on to be your life. And they talked to one another and they were saying goodbye to one another and they're saying goodbye to like, you know, the fall. And apparently wow. this is just, this is, it's in the source material, the book. This mm. is like an important scene in the book. And Walt was like determined to have this in the film, apparently. But they decided it was kind of odd to have the two leaves talking to one another and didn't really fit the vibe. So that's why there is a scene with like two leaves still in the film that like float away, I think. But okay. they're no longer talking to one another, which was supposed to be a thing at some point. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, I like it without that scene in it personally. It, it wouldn't have thrown off the vibe for me exactly, but you know, we always we already have these uh, anthropomorphic animals. I, yeah, I talking. I, the note is is we don't have other talking, like we don't have rocks talking randomly. Like right. all, to have like two leaves suddenly like being like, oh no, but we'll be separated. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, I I like the way that it is with that. I wonder if that's the twelve minute thing that was cut. Although, was it animated already or no? Uh, it was like partially animated. Hmm. Well, who knows? It was like storyboarded out at the very least. Hmm. Um, anything else you'd like to say about that? or No. You know, I wish, I haven't checked out the extra tabs, but I would like if they had the audio commentary that the movies have on their DVDs on Disney Plus as well. Like, I, I, I just wish Disney Plus was... I think some of, some of them do have some extras like that you have to like look for it though well good i i wish they all had them because i i wish disney plus was like just have the dvd or blu-ray i forgot what i was re- what, what i was recently watching but they had like some kind of commentary thing that you could watch with it on and i was like yeah i'm hmm. not doing that hmm. well maybe maybe uh the more modern ones have that but i'd like it if they all had it yeah anyway i'm gonna move into my overall score So I hadn't watched Bambi in years until doing this episode, and I had forgotten how much I liked this movie. Most of the songs are so-so, but I enjoyed the music. However, most of the time, the lyrics fell short for me. I think, for the most part, the animation is top-notch. There are some problems with it, but mostly, great. uh, I'd say, decent animation. 
And I believe that this would go on to inspire other Disney films like The Lion King. So I'm giving Bambi an eight out of 10. So I, I took a note while we were recording because I was like, oh, I suddenly realized why I don't like this movie. Uh, this movie is very much about motherhood at the end of the day. And that is not me as a person. I, mm. am, I have no ambitions to be a mother any day. I'm 30 and you know, do what you will with that information, folks. I don't really care. But like, for me, this movie doesn't resonate on any level with me. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I like Owl. Owl's a great character. The Great Prince of the Forest is mysterious. I'm not really into the, the children, dear characters. They don't do anything for me. Like the children, deers and rabbits and skunks, like none of it really. I don't like the voice acting. Like I said, it bothers me with the flower thing. It kind of is yeah. jarring. A lot of the voice acting is jarring in that way. I guess I'm leaving that part in then now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, a lot of it, it's just, I don't really like it. And I would probably give it like a four or five out of 10. Like it's not, it's not my favorite. I like it more than Dumbo, but I don't think that's saying much given how much I hated Dumbo. So yeah. Hey, these, these are our subjective opinions. Yeah. So, you know, there's no, the way that you feel about it, it's the way you feel about it. I do think it's a pretty movie in spots. I'm not going to like deny that it's well-made, but I, I can't get past the voice acting and the characters and just the general vibe of the movie. Hey, fair enough. This has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to either our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at onceagainpod. We also have an Instagram account, onceagainpod. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.